Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, July 18th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on reconciliation, chips, and more. Number two, a nasty primary in Michigan. And number three, who we're watching this week. All right, Jake, let's get into it. It is going to be... Yet once again, a jam-packed week here in Washington with a lot of things moving. Um, It's really that mad legislative dash before the August recess. Um, Let's get to it, though. I mean, the the biggest thing happening right now, or at least where all eyes that that we're watching, is going to be on this Build Back Mansion. Yeah, so the the they hope it's going to be a um, uh, busy week. So the, the the Let's start from the top here. Uh, reconciliation. It seems like the Democrats have some sort of um, unity, I guess, uh, on reconciliation, or at least they have found the lowest common denominator, which they are um, willing to pass, and that is this um, bill that would ex- that would um, allow Medicare to negotiate on drug prices and. Um, uh, extending Obamacare subsidies. So those two things in this bill, um, uh, Joe Manchin has said he would pass in the White House wisely um, decided to take this victory because Manchin basically said, "You, if you want more, let's see how the the um, July CPI, the, the, the inflation numbers come up and we'll see if we could do more. So they were faced with this kind of crazy choice where they either waited until August 10th to see what the the Senate would or see what Manchin would or would not accept, or they just take the lowest common denominator, which is this Medicare and ACA package and pass it through. Joe Biden said, "Okay, let's take let's take this Medicare ACA package and let's move it. And and again, I think that was very wise because there was they could have waited until August and then got nothing. So now that that is out of the way, there are no tax increases in the bill, no uh, uh, big spending proposal in the bill. And um, Manchin, sorry, John Cornyn has now said, "Okay, now we can clear the decks for the chips bill, that bill that provides fifty two billion dollars in assistance to the semiconductor industry is um, uh, critical for the Biden administration and for Democrats and Republicans on Capitol Hill, for that matter. It is the end of USICA. (laughs) So um, they these two things were tied together by by Mitch McConnell, the Senate minority leader, and now they're both moving. So. You know, at least we're beginning to see the outlines of what the end of uh, this July session would look like. And it's those two items, which, by the way, if you're a Democrat, you could campaign on the idea that uh, Democrats have now saved senior citizens, have saved seniors money on their prescription drugs. And it's actually like not a bad campaign message. Yeah, I mean, I think we've been talking about this for the last week, right? The Democrats kind of seemingly can't take the win here, um, you know, because as much as it, it appears these are the contours of the two deals, a lot is happening, uh, you know, to get to the final, to the finish line there in terms of making sure uh, that the legislation that Senate Democrats are proposing when it comes to the the, the Medicare uh, provisions is what, you know, kind of matches up to the reconciliation rules, um, always kind of the arcane rules of the Senate. Um, 
But you already saw, I mean, over the weekend, right? You had Senator Bernie Sanders, you had others, I mean, of Democrats just kind of knifing each other when it comes to uh, where this proposal ended. I'm not quite sure why a lot of the more progressive Democrats seem to think that they were going to get Joe Manchin to sign on to some of these climate provisions that he's never been for. Um, and particularly given his concerns when it comes to inflation and other things, I, you know, I think we kind of knew where this was headed. Um, and in some ways is a big, could be a big win for Schumer because it seemed as if BBB was completely dead, much less just even this more narrow package. Uh, the other thing, big thing this week, obviously to watch in the house is going to be the primetime January 6th committee hearing where, we expect them to go into kind of minute by minute detail of what former President Donald Trump knew uh, as this insurrection happened, as this attack on Capitol Hill happened. Um, that's going to be, uh, you know, what is expected to be a, a pretty a big, certainly widely watched hearing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, what's interesting to me is now the committee is saying that it's not done. This is not probably going to be the last hearing. They're going to do some more. Um, at least that's what they're saying right now. Uh, we had anticipated this would be the last hearing, but again, um, it's very clear that the committee seems to think that it has more, you know, people keep coming forward, they say. So that that's, an, that's very interesting to me. Um, uh, this will probably be another riveting hearing, which is why they're having it at 8 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, not great for um, newsletter writers who get up very early in the morning, but I don't think that they're really they really care about what we think. Um, so, but yes, this is a this will be another big hearing. It'll take up a lot of oxygen on Thursday and Friday. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming all the networks will take it live and make a big deal. All the cables will take it live and make a big deal of it. So, um, uh, very interesting, and we'll uh, uh, we'll be focused on that on Friday morning. And just before we move on to the number two thing, I just want to kind of flag two other things that are going to be happening on a very busy week on Capitol Hill. Uh, we broke the news Friday that House Judiciary Committee will be voting this week on Representative David Salini's assault weapons ban. It's the first time the ban the panel has taken up such a ban in decades. Um, also, there's going to be another big vote in the House on Representative Kathy Manning's, a Democrat from North Carolina's bill, establishing a right to contraceptives. Uh, this is going to be, uh, you know, two kind of big votes to watch. Where do Democrats line up, particularly some of those moderate Democrats uh, that are going to be in really tough races? Let's move on to the number two story of the morning, Jake. Uh, we have a, a really interesting item in this morning's Punchbowl News AM a card by uh, our colleague Max uh, Cohen. Uh, inside a nasty member on member primary in Michigan. Yeah, this is a, a one of the big member on member primaries that's that's coming up uh, that has pitted Haley Stevens uh, and against Andy Levin. Haley Stevens kind of running toward the the middle of the party. Uh, Andy Levin is running at, in the left uh, of the party. Uh, APAC uh, Super PAC United Democracy Project is uh, is very involved in this race. Take try to take uh, Andy Levin out and boost Haley Stevens. Uh, UDP has poured more than. $2.2 million into supporting Stevens. Uh, J Street Action Fund has spent nearly 700000 to back Levin, so the huge disparity there. This is uh, a great quote from Stevens here um, about the attacks from Levin's campaign. It's what all my opponents do before they're about to lose to me, which is attack. So some confidence from 
Miss Stevens, who is a uh, uh, who was elected in 2018. Andy Levin, of course, is the uh, uh, son of former Congressman Sandy Levin and nephew of the late Senator Carl Levin. Um, and uh, there's a lot of, a lot at stake in this race because this is these are two well liked members of Congress who are uh, battling it out in that uh, suburban Detroit district. All right, let's go to the number three story of the morning. Uh, who we're watching, we tee up every Monday, looking at kind of the figures that are in play, those who have a lot at stake this week. I'm going to take the top one, uh, probably no surprise to our listeners, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Obviously, his plan to have a larger Build Back Better uh, didn't work out as he and the White House had hoped, but Schumer can still deliver on a reconciliation package that includes that Medicare prescription drug pricing controls and Obamacare premium support we discussed at the top, and he could potentially deliver on chips too. That will be two major wins for him uh, before he heads home. He has a lot at stake this week, Jake. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I would just add on on Schumer. He had COVID. Uh, we don't know when Schumer is coming uh, is coming back. We assume he'll be back at this point this week. But as somebody who had COVID, Anna, uh, as you did, um, uh, it, the test negative always comes a little bit later than you expected. Certainly than so, you hoped. <laughs> so I bet Schumer. I mean, knowing Schumer as as I do, I bet he is going stir crazy. Uh, it is a it is a house in Brooklyn where he lives. Uh, so, so I, I know he's been burning up the phones, but uh, he wants to be in the action this month because this is a big month, as you said and as we've noted for the Democratic Party. All right, and with that, I just want to flag a couple of uh, events that we have going on that I am super excited about this week. Jake, you and I are going to be. At Nats Park on Wednesday morning, uh, 745, we are going to be interviewing Senators Marco Rubio and Ben Cardin uh, about small business. This is part of our Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business uh, series, The Road to Recovery. Uh, I've I've heard a lot about what's going to happen, and uh, it, I certainly never thought I would be making my debut at Nats Park, but here we are. Uh, we also have an event July 26th uh, at 9 a.m. at the Roost on Capitol Hill with Commerce Deputy Secretary Don Graves to talk about the chips shortage, what's next, uh, depending on what gets in that legislation and what doesn't. Uh, And I'm going to be interviewing Representative Eric Swalwell Wednesday, July 27th at 9 a.m. on a virtual conversation about privacy and security uh, in technology, the first in our new series, Building Trust in Technology. That's a lot of events. Very excited about it. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News AM at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.